0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. In each episode, you will be hearing from a thought leader, a coach, a trainer, a speaker, someone who is desiring to bridge the gap between where you are and where you desire to be. Their stories will be authentic. Their stories will be humbling. Their stories will be impactful. So please tune in and enjoy. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. And we're back once again, y'all. Who can believe it? Who can believe it? We are in the last Monday of first quarter of 2021. Golly, where did the time go? And I tell you what these past several weeks i have been having an amazing time with these speakers leaders coaches um that i've had the opportunity to talk to here on hot takes um and we have another one for y'all y'all know leadership is my jam and so we get to talk to uh, a leadership coach guru talent whisperer um uh, miss melinda how are you doing ma'am
1: i'm doing well lawrence thank you so much for having me on this show And yes, I know leadership is your jam. We've (laughs) spoken about it so many times and I love it. Talented Whisperer. Oh, that sounds really good. (laughs) So I'm (laughs) super excited.
0: Well, I tell you what, I I get something. And the reason why I did this format of meeting my speakers and meeting presenters before we come on on a Monday is so I could pick up different things from you, so I could start following you on social media and just seeing what you're tapped into. Um, And before we get into uh, the topic of today, just tell uh, people about yourself, where you are in the world, and then we'll get rolling.
1: Okay. Again, my name is Melinda for the, the listeners. So I'm from originally from the island of St. Lucia in the Caribbean. So I moved to New York. So um, my business is based in Brooklyn. So I've been in human resource management for over 12 years. So I've worked in management and development. So I do have a very good round background when it comes to coaching um, leaders. So now I have put my business in a place where I could help first-time managers become very successful in their job. So know how to do their job efficiently because we, we have that sink and swim mentality when we go ahead and we promote people from within the company or we get people from outside. We figure out, you know, you come in, you get the job done. But most times, first time managers struggle to be really good leaders. They just kind of follow suit or they basically just take the advice of senior, managers who sometimes obviously do not give them the best advice. So I'm there to support those first-time managers to make sure that they're efficient, they know what they're doing, and they have their own identity at the same time because we all are contributors. We all have unique talents, talents, sorry, and we all have a way of bringing out the best in others, but we have to be in that space of where we allow to do so, and we feel confident enough to do so. So Some the cheerleader for first-time managers. (laughs)
0: Well, I tell you what, um, one of the things that I always enjoyed uh, in my maturation through leadership and different experiences and different things like that was digging into uh, just material in and of itself to to try things out. And when you're thinking about that first time leader and what you coach people on, what are some of the things that initially uh, you end up engaging uh, with a young leader in? And I'm saying young as in young in your leadership journey, not young in your age.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. So I just want to kind of go back to when I started as an HR um, professional. So my first HR assistant job, I was 24. And I remember I've been so intimidated by the senior managers, you know, and almost feeling like I'm being bullied. So when I speak to young leaders and when they come to me and they're like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to see the right thing. If I'm going to do the right thing, I'm going to make a mistake. And and that's I, it takes me back to when I started my career in human resource management. It's the same thing. You feel that intimidation. You feel that you're not good enough. Like, wow, I think I'm going to make a mistake. If I make a mistake, will I lose my job? And again, it's about being having that self-confidence and having limiting, the self-limiting beliefs is obviously always going to be there, almost like the imposter syndrome, like I call it. But um so we constantly I constantly have to kind of speak with people who were new in, in starting out their career in management and, and say to them, you know, it's okay. You're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to grow. That's part of your learning curve. And we all have that learning curve.
0: Yeah, and, and I and I appreciate you saying that out loud, right? Because there's this um, I guess this mystique of perfection um that Whether it's said or it's implied, um, it's unrealistic. And 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 definitely what you pointed to is like it's okay. And I I can recall vividly my first uh, school in the army where they were like, these are your years to mess it all up. These like the first couple years before you get promoted to captain, like this is when you do everything under the sun beside get somebody killed. Like they're like you could do it all. These are the years, and and it was like. It was like the, uh, the weight of the world was stripped away because it was like, okay, I have, a buff, I have a learning curve in the matter of years that I could figure this thing out and I wouldn't be chastised. I wouldn't be judged. Now, a little bit of that happened, but I was given the bandwidth to mess up, to figure things out, to be innovative. And when you think about the responsibility of that leader, of a young leader, where where do you believe like what do you believe they're responsible to help that leader with?
1: Okay. So we know the management is all about administering, organizing, planning the day-to-day activities. And I think there are three P's that comes into it. You know, you have to think as young leaders have to think of people when you're gonna be into that space. They have to think of productivity and they have to think of profits. So I always think of it as. You want to develop your personal skills, you want to develop your leadership skills, and you want to develop your management skills. Okay, so that being said, there are things, skills that they need to develop, and there are things that management will be looking for. And you need to kind of make sure you spend time developing those skills beforehand, rather than say, oh, I'll do it later. And I came up with just a few just a few because obviously we don't have forever today to discuss all of the skills or all of the um, essential, like things that management wants in a new leader. And I say for a new leader, there are five things that are so important. I think you should really focus on. Developing is one, your emo- emotional intelligence. So you need to be an emo- emotionally intelligent individual. I know we live in a place or in a society where we have canceled culture. Um, sorry, cancel culture, cancel whatever. We, I'm probably saying the wrong way, but in other words, you cannot, as a leader, it's not about canceling things. You know, there's that point where you need to listen and you need to make sense and you need to find alternatives and resolution. And you kind of have to start to think that way rather than say, forget it or it no longer exist, but more kind of find, how could you improve? How can you make it better? How could it start make start making sense to everybody else? Inclusion, diversity, all of those things are part of it.
0: Yeah, I, I love what you said there, particularly around, you know, just that emotional intelligence part. Right. And, and I always like to say, even in early stages of breaking down those books and breaking down the elements of emotional intelligence, because, even if you're a first-time leader, and I and I know I'm still on my self-awareness journey. Um, as as again, as we try to self-actualize as business owners, um, we're still we're finding things out about ourselves every single day. Um, and and again, you have the job task, and I love you know the manager part, right? What what are the things I need to manage on a day-to-day? But then the leadership nuances of it's the people stuff,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: I I engage with people, not widgets. And so if you're seeking to lead someone well, you have to see them as the squishy, crazy being that way they are um, and and deal with the nuances. And so when you think about just I want to speak on that emotional intelligence piece, because that can that can get daunting for for folks as they begin to develop and learn about themselves first before trying to lead others. What what area of emotional intelligence do you find? leaders getting hung up on as it pertains to how to activate that as a skill set that they use on a daily basis?
1: Um, So I would have to say, Lawrence, thanks. That's a really good question, actually. And I like the feedback that you shared. I would have to say, I think it's their own, managing their own. Because I think sometimes it's it's one thing we're worried about. We have um, difficult people to, to manage on a day to day but I think it's managing our own. We do not know when to show vulnerability or we don't know when to um, obviously be assertive and when we're gonna be too emotional and we're gonna be too involved. So I think it really, it's always self. It always starts with self, if anything, because that's the place where it begins. And when you are conflicted or when you have that point of not knowing for sure how to manage your own emotions, it's difficult to do so with others. So that's how I see it and, and I would answer it that way in in terms of it starts with self.
0: Yeah. And uh I tell you, and you said uh you, you said you said a cuss word there. I'm gonna pull out that cuss oh, word. You just sorry. said no, you said the cuss word vulnerability. You said, you, you, said, <laughs> you said that cuss word. That's a good one. Yeah. It's well, well, think about it in today's. And you talked about the cancer culture. You talked about these extremes that people as individuals, we we find ourselves going through over the past year and some change. But to be vulnerable, um, I've seen it almost like, again, how people are using authenticity and they're they're going to extremes of just the emotional um, vomit of, of just bleeding all over the place. And it's just like, whoa, leader, be vulnerable but don't cause, like, understand the cause and effect of the level of vulnerability. And I think the scaling of vulnerability is also a skill set. And it's something that you you talk about and you speak about, help leaders with, is developing the ability to adapt in, in change and in environments. And I think vulnerability is a part of saying yes to being adaptable and pliable and change. So how, are, how do you help leaders build their adaptability to, to change in, in environments?
1: Okay. So again, that's a really great question. Adaptability. Now, I do a lot of personal um, skill exercises. So it will not be one set thing. It will be about talking about fears. It will be talking about hopes. We will be talking about, because vulnerability again, is our fear, right? We don't really wanna put ourselves out there. We don't wanna share our stories. We think we're gonna be judged. But kind of getting to that person of saying, what if I confronted my fears? What if the hope of what I would get from doing that? So it's that personal development part aspect of it, which is really key in, in, in me helping them adapt. To that, the adaptability—it it has to be um, spending time, kind of confronting the fears.
0: Yeah, it's um, so. So again, you you keep cussing, Melinda. You keep cussing because um, you keep telling people they they gotta and face their fears and they gotta be vulnerable. Um, but to me, what I keep hearing from you is, leader, you can't do this by yourself, can you?
1: No, you can't. It, you need mentorship you need um, coaches, it's never something you do alone. And that's the whole thing. And I was going to come on to that eventually, but yes. <laughs> you bring do it, in, you bring it in, bring it Come on, come on, talk, talk
0: about it now.
1: <laughs> so, so now we could talk about it. So I think what management is looking for or executives are looking for is somebody who has leaders who have, even if you're young and you just sign off, like you said, not age, but it's new jam for you. You kind of think about it. You have to have a little bit of ability to coach and mentor others. And it could be in your church. It could be at home. You know, it doesn't always have to be in a corporate setting or in a business setting. It's that ability to help others become good people. To be, When I say good people in terms of develop their own skills, provide guidance, help them with their roadmap, you know, correct. So all of those things we need as leaders and as leaders we need to give to our team members.
0: Yeah. And, or employees. And, yeah. And I love I love you talk about and again these uh these these words that all are themes throughout, you know, when I talk to coaches and, and practitioners and you know, again, these roadmaps and being intentional about the steps that you're taking, right? Not just rolling out of bed and you know you just let the world hit you in the face and be like all right i'll just roll with the punches but it's it's really having a community of people to support you in these things right that mentor right mm-hmm. that mentor is there to to show you their scars um but also to tell you how to be like hey i'm not bound to my scars my ba- my scars tell a story mm-hmm. and so that mentor who helps create kind of that this this real um, you know, life image of of what it's going to take and say, you're going to take bruises, but you got to keep going. And so one of the things that you help leaders with is creating a leadership persona. What
1: what is that? (laughs) So I think it all, I always say there's always a story with every, with everyone, including myself, even if I'm offering that service, but I always remember my journey always wanting to be like everybody else. So, you know, when they said there was a tough leader, oh, well, that's where I wanted to be because people would listen to me and they would get everything done and I would have no problems. But then as you get seasoned and you get mature and you get, you get to be yourself, you realize, why am I trying to be like Mrs. Paulette, you know, <laughs> over there? No, you need to be yourself. You have your unique talent and skills that you need to share. You There's a learning curve, I always go back to that, but you have your uniqueness, you have your authentic self you need to show up with. And for me, that is so key. And I think what I think a lot of people are doing is they look at what this person is doing and they say, this is what I'm gonna become. And again, I think it's a little bit of the societal norm. And it's because we don't wanna challenge the status quo. And it's okay. It's okay to look up to leaders because I have people, I don't call them role models, but they're people that I feel inspired by. Oprah, Warren Buffett. You know, there are a lot of people. Mar- Marie Forleo. So there are a lot of people that I look up to because I feel like when I say look up, like I, I'm inspired, but not role models. I'm inspired by their work, by their teaching, by how they show up in the world. And I take a little bit of what they teach and I'm married with who I am. And I create my persona. And I think that is that is so beautiful. And I think sometimes people don't have that because people, everybody else tells you, you need to be that. If you need to be a leader and you need to be respected, you need to be like ooh, telling people off and remind them that you're the boss. And then you the boss. And I'm, and I'm saying, you know what? You could do that, but do that in your own unique way. Be yourself. People see right through you. You cannot keep up a charade for too long.
0: Yeah, and and but the the thing that comes up for me is like you you know a a, a zebra king had his stripes. Um and, and it's one of those things like you got to be who you are and and I love that as a as a definition for authenticity is that you know, find what works, right? Yeah. And and I always say in organizations, people are always looking for that roadmap, but they're looking for that career map to tell me what's next. Tell me what's next. And they they get upset when a leader can can't tell them what the roadmap will look like for them because they haven't even shared what they want to do. They just want somebody to tell them what's next, tell them what's next. And what you said there is a little bit of that ownership goes on us or at least to link up with somebody like us. Get you a coach. Um, That's a plug. That's a plug for us. If if you if you're looking or searching and you don't know what that looks like, then I got some coaches on here um, that that have that have gave this thumbs up and they're always showing up part of the community. Um, And I love the fact that you know we got Coach Chichi out there. We got (laughs) we got you know several coaches. We got Coach Tanya. We got we got a ton of people out there who are willing to support people figuring out what looks what right looks like for you. And and again, I think that persona. That leadership persona is something personal. And it you is. have to make it personal. Because I believe once you make it personal, then you could begin to line yourself up to begin planning development for yourself. And and what is your feelings around building personal skills to be good at leadership?
1: Okay. Thank you. That's a really good question as well. And thank you for adding on to that that my last piece well said. um personal skills. now, personal skills is obviously to do with yourself. so that's always one that's always so ticklish because we all think we know it all, right? And we're good at and we're good. we we don't need anything else. We know it all. Um, and personal skills is kind of like again, tapping into you, kind of. And I call it because I have this exercise that I do, which is when I start off with all of my leaders, all of my clients, which is kind of find out. I call this the career SWOT analysis or personal SWOT analysis. I know what the business analysis is because I did it a lot at, at, in my job. So the business SWOT analysis, but now I say let's take it on a personal or career kind of platform and kind of see what we could do with it. So we're going to look at our strengths, we're going to look at our. Weaknesses, we're gonna look at our opportunities, we're gonna look at our threats. Look at what it is that you're really good at, you know? And if you're not sure, maybe ask five of your friends, including family members. And then you will find some coloration, some things will correlate, like you will start to see things that they're saying. It's like, yeah, that's true, I'm always so helpful when it comes to planning family day. For example, I'm using this. You'll start to see things that make sense because you know some of the things that you're good at, but you're not, you're not, you're not sure of yourself. You don't want to say it out loud, right? But now you have people giving you that feedback. And then you ask the same people when it comes to your weaknesses. I don't always use the word weaknesses, but areas for improvement. What are some areas that could improve in? I know when I do that exercise, I do it for myself every year. And people always freak out. Like my friends are like you really want to hear that yes yes it's not personal it's me working on my own development because i am a coach i'm there to help other people i need to make sure i am helping myself in terms of i'm developing myself as well i need to make sure
0: i love that because you drink your kool-aid exactly before you make somebody else drink your (laughs) kool-aid you're showing them i drink my kool-aid and i tell you I and the way that I tell it to all my coaching clients was like, I am my first client. I am my first client. And I will ask people questions. And and I I have an expectation (laughs) of people that are in my community that are Uh that's around me. Don't don't wait. You, You better not wait for me to ask you how I'm doing or what I'm doing. And you you have unadulterated access to tell me how you feel that I'm doing because I am building a muscle to receive feedback, good, bad, and different. Guess what? I'm learning to process it all as usable content. Now, things that I don't believe are true or that, different, I'm training and honing my body to ask for qu- clarity, right? If it feels harsh, I'm gonna get curious, right? Now, yes. tell me that, that you just described Melinda, you gotta do it every year. You gotta do it every so. You gotta build up the muscle to receive feedback well. And and you you, you said something. I don't even know if they picked up on it. Is you ask, you don't wait to be told. Yes. It's a difference in emotion when yes. when you, when you wait. Like if you if somebody gives you unsolicited feedback, let's keep it one hundred, leaders. <laughs> let's keep it one hundred. If somebody gives you unsolicited feedback, come on, I don't care. The best of us still feel some type of way now when i ask for it i'm ooh side i'm preparing for it right <laughs> that, that, yes, that's what happens melinda yeah yes. you pre- you're prepared you asked and you're like please please ah oh that wasn't that bad right so exactly. so exactly so when when people because again if if someone is saying you know what melinda coach melinda i'm i'm i want to get better i'm looking to be promoted what are what are their first steps? What are their first steps to, to get to the things we've talked about today?
1: Okay. So if they're looking to get promoted, um, so we didn't finish on, obviously, the SWOT analysis. They kind of, so I want to kind of go back to that as well. They have to look at look at the opportunities. So I think that would tie into if you want to get promoted, there must be opportunities. Okay. So with those opportunities, you look at what do you need? What do you need? So we had last year, which was a sucky year, 2020. You know, we had the pandemic to deal with. We had uh, our own personal griefs and, and and jobs. We're losing our jobs. So just think about all of those things and think about what are the opportunities presented at, at that time. What you could do to be a better you, to be ready. What's missing? What can you add to organize? Or what can you bring? What What difference can you make? And we think about that, right? Then we think, oh, okay, there may be threats as well. There are always gonna be threats. There's nothing we could do about the pandemic happening. We couldn't plan for it really, right? We couldn't say that we were gonna keep all, everyone's gonna keep their job, or we were not gonna, this was not gonna happen. But we work around it and we find ways to survive. So somebody looking to get promoted, um, again, you have to think of what opportunities you have around you. You have to think of what are the things that you need to do to get to that place of being promoted. Um, and again, some of the skills are academic. Some of them, are, again, not everything's academic. Some of it is you go, you learn as you, you grow. You, you, you're an organization, you see things, you get a mentor or you have a coach and they help you through that period. But the first thing you do, you, you, you need to kind of find what opportunities that then you find your coach, which is me, of course. <laughs> and you'll find that person to work with you and help you put together a personal professional development plan. I always say the management skills you learn on the job, the leadership. These are, again, things you will develop as you develop yourself. It starts with you first and then you start your leadership skills that to make sense. So when I think of leadership skills, I think of um, you being a good delegator. But you have to have interpersonal skills as well. Yeah. So personal skills and leadership skills kind of go hand in hand. But the personal skills is where the first thing that you need to start. You need to start that invest in that, as, in that area. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not willing to be open, like we talk about vulnerability, there are a lot of things that would be difficult when, when it comes to you leading others. Mm -hmm. you're going to have your hangups. You're going to have your restrictions. You're going to have your fence. You're going to have everything that's going to say you shouldn't, or you should be doing it that way, but you'll not be sure of yourself. You'll not be able to create that persona that you feel happy with your own authentic, your own authentic self.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, man. So you got to do your own SWOT analysis. And I, and I would tell you that exercise in, in, there needs to not be an assumption there folks if you are somebody who you've never done a personal swot analysis on yourself where you are that in and of itself is one of the greatest self-awareness exercises you could ever do starting off right and doing them like ever so often like doing them once a quarter like okay Identifying, it's almost a SWOT analysis because can be a dashboard slash great. It, it could be a report card for yourself of how things are going. Are you able to identify things? But then getting a coach, like Coach Melinda said, having somebody to partner with to help you navigate these things, to create meaning around some of the things that you find in that SWOT analysis. Because again, nobody's expecting you to have all the answers. Nobody, nobody, even, even senior leaders that's why they have staffs. Mm-hmm. That's why they have staffs. They have people in functional, they have functional leaders in different areas. So they don't have to be all things for all people. The organizations who who are looking to grow capacity, you begin to release responsibility to specialty areas, to people to serve you. And me as a small business owner, Melinda as a small business owner, we got <laughs> exactly. people. We got, I got I got people for stuff. I don't want to do everything. I don't desire to do it. And so you have to find those out. But it's not until you begin to do those SWOT analysis, those personal things that create a level of awareness. So we could talk. We could talk for hours.
1: Yes. We About could talk this for hours. But, but there's just, so much you'd like to share. Oh,
0: golly. Well, we you're, you're a friend of the show. So we got to bring you back on. To make sure we talk about some more things digging into yeah. some of your framework but i just want to say thank you for this first intro call into hot takes um and so i want to how can people find you how can they connect with you um so you they could partner with you
1: okay so um i have my instagram page which is hr inspired and they could uh, my website is called hr inspired business solutions so it's www.hrinspiredbusinesssolutions. business solutions or it could be Melinda G Bristol, M-E-L-I-N-D-A, dot And LinkedIn, it will be Melinda George Bristol as well.
0: Well, Melinda, I thank you so much for joining me here today. Um, and it is always a pleasure. Like I told you, you you let me know what your calendar looks like over the next several months. Um, so we could jump back on and maybe do yes. an impromptu uh <laughs> live that. just to make sure that people are getting connected to you and they're continuing to follow your journey um, and, and supporting you in all you do. So I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, and for those of you out there who are other coaches, uh, professional coaches, um, leadership, org development, HR folks, uh, practitioners, you get you like putting on your, your, your work coveralls to get dirty in this work. Um, and you're looking to add podcasting, add lives to your goal sheet this year. Um, Reach out to me, direct message me. I would love to have you on because again, I absolutely want leaders who are ready to have hot conversations where we're always seeking to be humble, open, and transparent. So until next time, folks, be safe, be well, um, and we'll talk to you soon. You hang on, Melinda. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another Hot Takes Podcast, where we're always seeking to be humble, open and transparent. Please share, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, We love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. So until next time, make sure you present yourself every single day with intentionality. Actions over ideas always win.